Welcome back to the Not Remotely, Not Even a Little Bit Famous podcast, What Really Chaps My Ass. This is my self-declared safe space for looking at one issue at a time, explaining why it chaps my ass, maybe provide some solutions that no one will ever implement, and hopefully I can provide a little levity and a little humor along the way. And now, on to the disappointment. Welcome to this week's episode, my annual airing of grievances. But before I get into my official list of grievances, wear your mask anytime you encounter others, period. No, forgetting your mask or saying you'll only be a minute is not okay. Your nose needs to be covered. Your mouth needs to be covered. Act like you have the virus and you are highly infectious. I've known friends and family who have suffered from this and are continuing to suffer. It's not a fucking joke. It is not about you. If you don't believe what I just said, stop listening to my podcast. It's not for you. Now, on a lighter note, to my 2020 grievances. No, these aren't necessarily unique to this year, but I have experienced them relatively recently, so these are them. No, these are not old man type complaints. At least, I don't think so. But acting like an old man just kind of creeps up on you, unfortunately. And by that point, it's always too late to do anything about it. Okay, uh, this might be an old man gripe session. Long live Frank Costanza! And just so you're not disappointed, too late. You should think of this list like the Letterman Top 10 lists. And no, I don't claim to be as famous as Letterman, but this isn't necessarily funnier the further you go. So if you feel like pulling a George Costanza and making an exit once you hear what you think will be the best moment, I can't really blame you. But you won't really know what that moment is unless you hear the whole thing now, will you? It's a very poor hook, but I've got to fill some time here because I've got about 17 minutes left in my podcast through the 28th, which is today, that I get to do still free. And that is the last Seinfeld reference I have, possibly, before my publicist starts getting phone calls. Did you not publicist? Okay. So let's get to it. Number 10, the McDonald's shake machine. This never works. And I never really think of going to McDonald's for the pure purpose of getting a shake. It's more or less like an add-on if I start ordering it. Ooh, shake sounds good. And really, McDonald's shakes are not made from milk, so there's that. And when I pulled into McDonald's, I had a choice to make. Lane one or lane two. It's always choices. It's like I'm permanently checking out at the grocery store, waiting at the DMV. Any line choice I make will undoubtedly be wrong. So if you see me, do not follow me. It's not recommended. I pull up to the speaker of lane two, very clearly getting there before the next car in lane one. And I hear the speaker in lane one say, welcome to McDonald's, can I help you? And so even though I know they're not speaking to me, I respond anyway, because I feel like if I'm loud enough without being rude, they might hear me over lane one's voice and realize I'm waiting because I'm not looking for spit in my shake or something like that. So I'm trying to be nice. So I place my order and I hear, sorry, the shake machine is broken. 
I actually added the word sorry in there for a fact. They never really apologize for being broken. And, you know, the more or less they just state it as fact, as if I should have been expecting them to say that, which I was. And I probably should have taken the opportunity to declare a minor health victory for not having the shake. But instead, I ordered a Big Mac, large fry, large Coke, and I added a McNugget because I'm pissed about the damn shake machine. And I asked for three dipping sauces, ketchup packets, and a bunch of napkins, as if somehow I've stuck it to the man by ordering more food than I intended and added on sauces and free stuff. That'll show them, you know, and I pull away without any of the sauces or ketchup or napkins. And the fries were a little bit weak. Now, overall, I've never looked into this, but I would bet that franchise owners decline the extended warranty service plan for their machines. Just a thought. Which leads me to item C, motherfucking warranties. These are pretty shitty in the first place, and home warranties, I won't even cover that. There's not even a point. There's always small print somewhere that excludes natural wear and tear or some completely predictable and very likely scenario, which, I mean, isn't normal wear and tear the main reason you would get a warranty? Unless you're psychotic and planning on taking the bad end of a hammer to it or throwing it in the middle of a lake or something at some point. And warranties that only cover parts of a product are pretty pointless. And for sure, they're the parts that are likely covered cheap or least likely to break. Obviously, they don't want to pay more than they have to. So they make sure the pricey parts last at least 13 months into a 12-month warranty. How convenient. Another super good warranty is the extended one for my car. I mean, I get these notices all the time, usually from this company called US Auto, which completely sounds right. Now, if I hear it enough, I kind of apply the Trump logic that the more I hear something, the more it must be true. Unless it's from the fake news, of course. Then don't believe what you see or hear. And this certainly, this extended warranty company must be completely on the up and up. Even though I have ignored all of their previous notices and phone calls, they still thought enough of me to keep trying to save me money. And I felt awful to have not responded to their many phone calls. I mean, where the fuck were my manners? So I take this call, their first question, can you give me your VIN number, please? Um, hold on here, I said to the guy with a strange foreign accent, probably from the Midwest. I, I thought you tried so many times to reach me because you didn't want me to lose thousands of dollars when my car's warranty runs out. That kind of suggests that you know when my car's warranty runs out. Uh, yes, I'm just looking to confirm the number for quality control. Ooh, confirm and quality control. Sounds all fancy, like Monica Geller just had a minor orgasm. Okay, I said, why don't you read me the VIN and I'll confirm it. Oh, we, we don't have that, sir. That's why I asked you for it. I mean, holy shit. These guys were lying. And while the conversation happened for the dramatic purposes of this episode, I really do want to answer the phone and carry on this conversation. But when it rings, I probably will have other priorities. And at that moment, then just to screw with some telemarketer, although I really do want to. But I also don't want to answer my phone. It's a catch-22. Very, very frustrating. Speaking of which, number 13, Saran Wrap. How is this still a product? This is way worse than a roll of tape or toilet paper once it's torn, so you end up wasting half the roll unwrapping sliver at a time until you finally get the entire width. 
and then you try to create a new end of the roll by ripping it on the metal teeth that can certainly land you at urgent care, but have no realistic shot of cutting the super thin fucking plastic. And by this point, you realize that you've mistakenly wrapped a couple of your fingers together and you're starting to lose feeling in the tips of your fingers. So once you're finally able to requisition a big enough piece to cover that Tupperware bowl full of pasta salad that you couldn't find a lid for, that's another episode, it kind of attaches and sticks itself to one side of the bowl. And then it's as if Zeus and Hera themselves said, not so fast. And yes, I think multiple gods have to be responsible for the shit show that has been 2020. So I've converted to Greek godism for anybody that's keeping track. So now you're in this tug of war with two sides of what is now a 17-sided trapezoid. And do you stop to try to cut another piece? You do not. It's the principle of it now. You're getting more and more agitated. You contemplate calling that one friend that can probably get you commercial-grade tranquilizer, or at the very least, pour yourself a very large glass of bourbon to set on fire and shove down your throat. You stay with it. You've ripped off enough saran wrap to probably cover 10 bowls by this point, but the edges have disappeared. You press on and try to carefully unfurl the plastic while keeping that one inch of bowl that is covered securely in place. Your Apple Watch checks your vitals and suggests emergency services be dispatched to your location as to rub salt into the wound. So you take a deep breath, you decline 911, you grab a fork to eat the rest of the pasta salad to avoid having leftovers so you can at least partially make up for having wasted $300 in plastic wrap. And after gorging on extra carbs, there's no way you're fitting into slim fit clothing. Number 32 on my list. This seems like most men's clothing nowadays is slim fit. Unless I go to like Bass Pro Shops or something. Who the fuck wears these clothes? Seriously, did we get thinner over the years as a gender? There's more beer. I say no. And I'm not exactly thin. I get that. But I think I'd have to starve myself, climb no flights of stairs, lift no weights, Drink no beer, not happening. Eat lemongrass-infused kale-pressed patties dusted with grated x slacks, and have to stay inside on days when the local meteorologist warns you about 15-mile-an-hour wind gusts in order to fit into those jeans. I couldn't do any of those things for more than one day. And yeah, I don't lift weights or climb stairs, except for the ones in my house, because I really do like lying in my bed at night. And I like my toilet which is probably what I'd have to haunch over with my finger in my mouth after having the audacity to eat a tater tot or a hot dog just to fit into a slim fit shirt? Fuck that. Speaking of hot dogs, number three, George Banks. Steve Martin's character from Father of the Bride. Not recent, you say? Sure, but his tirade in the grocery store about the hot dog people conspiring with the buns people set in motion a chain of events that I think have resulted in pure fucking pandemonium. It's as if the wiener and roll people said, oh, you have a problem figuring out the lowest common denominator? Too fucking bad. Angus, turkey, uncured, Nathan, sabrettes, chicken sausage, package of four, five, six, seven, eight, ten, twelve, buns and whole wheat, potatoes, top split, side split, whole grain, packages of four, six, eight, ten, twelve. What the fuck? Seven? Yes, I think Hebrew National back in the day had packages of seven hot dogs. Now it's six, I think. And even though you could buy a package of eight for both dog and bun, probably not the varieties that you want, or you'd have to make several stops at different stores. So 
if you're having 22 people over for grilled dogs and such, I mean, you know, next summer or something when COVID dangers start passing, hopefully, if you're planning to have 22 people over and you go to the supermarket to buy supplies, how many packages of uncured turkey dogs and side-split Arnold's buns do you need to buy so that all adults can have two dogs with two buns and each kid can have one dog with one bun and not have any unopened packages left? And how much sauerkraut do you need? Look, I was told there would be no math, so I will stop. That leads me to number four, to the third power divided by 12 or something. It, fifth and seventh grade math. Wow. D did I learn this stuff when I was a kid? I obviously not in a remote environment, but still. I happen to be Googling terms in my kid's homework to make sure that I understand it. And they have to show their work. Well, shit balls. Good luck, kids. And some of these problems come up that I do know how to solve. I just can't solve them the way that I want to. Like the super simple Pythagorean theorem to solve for one side of a triangle. Nope. Has to be solved in a certain way. And please, God bless the teachers. They have more shit to deal with than I have ever experienced. Brings me to item gamma. Microsoft Teams. And you can add Zoom or Skype or WebEx, GoToMeeting, whatever. We've had these types of meetings before COVID for sure and fairly frequently. But now they are the only way to see and hear folks at the same time. So there are just too many liberties taken during these calls, which are okay and we have to tolerate most of them. Jeffrey Tubin is not a good example here. These chat my ass for myriad of reasons and from every angle. Chewing, dog barking, microwave beeping, doorbells, kids, whooshing of iPhones, other adults, mute button elusiveness, some on video, some not. These are all things that I used to play conference call bingo with during a call. Used to take a 45 to 60 minute call to get a bingo. Now, it takes me 15 to 30 minutes at most. And in reality, these are all things I used to be put off by. And now they just come to be expected. I'm probably a prime offender. I guess I just really want an in-person meeting and not with my family. Love, love them as I certainly do. You know, human contact needs something. And speaking of human, number one B, stockpiling Clorox wipes, toilet paper, hand sanitizer, and soap. I want to say thank you to all of you idiotic self-preservation bomb shelter building selling on black market douchebags. It's either that or we have a shitload of people that never before took seriously the completely normal everyday actions that human beings take. Wiping your ass, washing your hands, hopefully after wiping your ass, and generally keeping things you touch very often clean. It very much concerns me that you all weren't doing these simple things before the pandemic. As an example, in my office building before we went remote, Soap ran out much quicker after we put up signs to make sure to wash your hands. So you needed a fucking sign? And you definitely notice those who don't wash their hands. You've seen them in and out before the pandemic, of course. And you just avoided shaking their hands or made some weird comment about them. What the fucker doesn't shake, doesn't wash his hands? Why not? Don't shake them. But with the pandemic, it's like th that basically told those people, hey, it might be a good idea to wash your fucking hands after you're in here. So I guess my issue with the stockpilers isn't just the greediness aspect. It's wondering how healthy public environments were before COVID. Not very healthy, obviously. 
Okay, that's a wrap. My numbering system for this list was part stupid and part keep them guessing to keep them to the end. And since this episode began and ended with COVID as a topic, wear your fucking masks. Thank you for listening to the episode. And remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show when you get a chance. It helps us reach more listeners in their searches. You love it? Let me know and share the podcast with every single person you know. Or bust into their phone and subscribe for them. If you hate it, step up to the counter, order what you want, slide to the left, pay, and leave. And don't you dare ask for bread.